Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Glory. Hey, Shaka. Oh, man. Ha, ha, ha. Ori Koska Rashi. Erida Moska. Thank you, Father. Holy! How's that sound out there? You like those levels? Bigger level levels, bigger trebles. And don't forget the base. In the base there is no devils. Hallelujah. <laughs> base nectar the sweetness <laughs> whoa <laughs> new levels of the blood of Jesus guess what I know you haven't experienced Satan defeated at the cross Otherwise, you'd have zero faith in the knowledge of good or evil. The increase of God's glory in your life is the increase of His cross. And nothing else. The cross is the throne of the Lamb. It's good to be back. How's everybody doing tonight? Alrighty then. The Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. What are the foundations of the world, according to the scriptures? The lamb that was slain. So when Jesus says, it shall be like the days of Noah, when everything sinks into the sea, he's speaking of his own blood. Holy! <laughs> Babylon the Great, Revelation chapter 17 and 18, sinks into the sea. What is the sea? The foundations of the world. It's the Sea of Calvary. It's the knowledge of the glory of Calvary. It's the knowledge of the cross. Listen, every day I deal with people that are knowledge freaks, as if that makes you spiritual at all. Spiritual knowledge makes you less spiritual, not more spiritual. Makes you a natural man and not a spiritual man. Hallelujah. Ha 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 I've come for knowledge about Jesus. I want the knowledge of the cross. I want the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. You know what you're going to get? A big stick. That's how God the Father gives you knowledge. He's like, here's the thing that's repulsive, looks unimportant, not going to help you, unhelpful. That's why they always went away sad after they listened to Jesus. Why? Because he gave them what they needed and not what they wanted. Our problem is we think we know what we need, but we don't because we're lost in darkness. We're lost in the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge is what's killing you. I haven't come to bring you knowledge, but the cross, a big stick. That's how you kill vampires. Who are the vampires? Us. How does the brain survive apart from Jesus? By sucking the blood of others. That's called sin. Sin sucks blood. Whore of Babylon, drunk on the saints. Who's the whore of Babylon? We are, before we were married to the cross, each one of us was a prostitute of Babylon. What's your testimony, men? You are male prostitutes. It's true. To demon spirits. <laughs> Majorly. 
far worse than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. Don't even be in denial. Bunch of male hookers. Uh-huh. Swinging on poles. Prostitutes. Because apart from the cross, you can only be drunk on others' blood. Because you have no life in your own heart, you have to steal the life out of others. That's called the kingdom of hell. That's how Babylon works. Babylon works by exploitation, manipulation, and witchcraft of others for personal gain. People come into Christian ministry and they say, what can I get out of the pastor from sucking his blood for personal gain? It's about one in 10,000 that come in and actually help the pastor and encourage the pastor's heart with the blood of the lamb because so few actually carry a sacrificial cross, a big stick that has staked their own vampire heart to produce the life of the blood of Jesus, which is the foundations of the world, the seven pillars of wisdom. This world was built on the blood of Jesus. Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, you're you're the biggest hooker of them all. Ha 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 ha. People in denial and the knowledge of good, like I'm a good one, man. You're not a good one. I got so much dirt on all of you, and you probably have more on me. Don't even sit there and tell me you're a good one. Oh my goodness. We have prostituted our souls to every spirit on the earth and barely even given our souls to the Holy Spirit that can transform us into divine celestial beings through the crucifixion of our selfish nature. If you want to be accurate with where you're at, stop believing lies that you're good. False Christianity of the demons is saying you're a good person by doing good things. You're not a good person and you're not capable of doing good things. Jesus Christ himself says, I am not good, only my Father's good, because he came to earth dependent on a Father. All your flesh and blood is dependent on fathers. The Father of lies lies to you saying you're good, and your goodness is based on your works, that's what makes you children of devils. You understand that? Jesus said that those who were the children of the devil did works for the appearance before men. Are your works what justify you as good people? Or grace through faith in Christ alone? You're saved only by faith through grace in Jesus Christ alone because human goodness, Isaiah the prophet says, is like used tampons. Like used tampons, like in the movie Kids where they dip the tampon in red Kool-Aid and start drinking it off of a used tampon. Kids, you know, that's how kids are in New York. It's based on a true story. That kid knew his righteousness was like filthy rags when he's giving out AIDS to his teenage friends by raping them when they're passed out drunk on alcohol. Right? I know you guys weren't around that. You're trying to bury that up right now and pretend like you're good people because you turned into a Christian show. But the things that we cover up with Christianity are actually the things that God the Father wants to bring out of our hearts so that His goodness can be the spring of the fountain of the Lamb and nothing based on human actions or human emotions or human knowledge. Because that's all the facade, that's the play acting, that's the pharisaical nature of the hypocrites. And if we want to be the children of God, we have to get real and we can't be hypocrites. Okay? Not saying that you can keep sinning, saying that you can get your heart right. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. We got to go there right now because people are covering up their hearts with external religion majorly and pretending like they have a good heart. <laughs> Any man or woman 
that pretends like they have a good heart is guaranteed a devil, a Satan of hell, a whitewashed tomb, a brood of vipers, a hypocrite, and a Pharisee. There does not exist a good heart in any man, woman, or child on this planet. Don't even deceive yourself. You are not good people. You are evil, evil people. Religion says you're good and you used to be bad and now you're good and you changed your ways. That's not Christianity, guys. That's paganism. That's Luciferian death cult activity of the fallen angels, angels of light that deceive. What are the angels of light that deceive? They come and put external light over your wicked hearts and there's no crucifixion by the wood stick through your heart to kill the vampire nature. And now that you're a whitewashed tomb like the fallen angels, you're especially sucking the blood out of everyone around you worse than you were as rebellious people when you were drinking Kool-Aid off of tampons and sleeping with people when they were passed out on alcohol. Worse. Now you're twice as evil because now you're pretending to be good ones and the false fake fallen angels. Do you understand that? A little bit. Can you handle the truth? A little bit? want to get real because that's the only way you'll get the glory of God out of people's hearts. If you sit there and you pretend like you're a good one now, you'll never go from glory to glory. Only the cross revealing the wickedness of your heart is how you ascend the steps of glory. So in order to grow from glory to glory, the Apostle Paul in the scriptures says, I was the least of the Pharisees. I was the least of the apostles, not even worthy to be called an apostle. And at the end of his life, he says, I'm the worst of all sinners. So it was the acknowledging of what was in his heart as a total fallen angel demon Okay, remember he says, I'm the worst of Pharisees. And he says, I'm the worst of the apostles. Then I'm the worst of sinners. In progression, over a 40-year time span of writing the epistles that you call your New Testament. Have you grown in the acknowledgement of your own wickedness in your heart? If not, you are not growing in the cross and you are not growing in the glory. You're growing in religion. You're growing in the demons. And your father is not God, but still Satan, the accuser of the brethren, because he's lying to you and he's the father of lies. That's what Beelzebub means. Father of lies. Father of flies. And the biggest lie of all is that you're good by what you think and do. You understand that's the old covenant? Jesus died in vain and you're currently trampling his blood underfoot if you think you're good by your actions. I'm good by what I give to the poor, by what I give to Africa. Look at my thousand dollar donation to take care of Nairobi, Kenya. I'm good. I want my name to be paraded, put it behind a little Cessna plane and we'll say, this person gave $1,100 as a monthly partner to RLM Africa to help the poor and our missions work. And they want trophies, they want credit, they want acknowledgement. Listen, that is common to the whole human nature that we're idolatrous. And then we're like, no, I'm a humble one and don't even tell anyone that I gave and I want to be anonymous. As if now, now you're humble, now you're doing it right. And that's more ac accurate to where we're at in our current measures of pride as we're trying to be humble. <laughs> You can't be humble. Your attempt to be humble is nothing less than fallen angel pride. You think a human being can be humble apart from the cross? That's blasphemy. Blasphemy is all attempts to be good apart from the sacrifice of your creator, Jesus Christ. Jesus died in vain, the creator of the nations, the maker of heaven and earth and everything in it, died in vain and you are trampling underfoot his sacrifice of death on the cross if you are still trying to be humble in your human nature. You are a blasphemer and an enemy of Christ. Why? How do I know this? Because I used to be that too. I used to think there was something good in my shock prophetics, in my drunken glory. In my abasement, when I was a dumpster diver, crust punk, 
living out of dumpsters and living in condemned houses and squatting for years. I said, I am so much more humble than the rich man in his palace because I live out of dumpsters, out of the waste of society. I was more prideful than all of them. As a dumpster diving squatter living in condemned housing for years, I was more prideful than the rich people living in their palaces because my goodness was based on my actions instead of the actions of the cross. That's what a hypocrite is. That's what a blasphemer is. That anything you do in the natural dimension apart from Christ crucified is absolute 1000% idolatry. Come on. Total idolatry. <laughs> so we get to a place of the success of Jesus and nothing in our life, past, present, or future has anything to do with us. Your humility. Your reading of the Bible, your actions, your words, you understand you are erased in Christ and you no longer live. That's what the Bible says. Do you believe the Bible? I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't live. What does it mean if you don't live? That means you don't have your own soul. No, that's the soul of Jesus. What's the soul of Jesus? The foundation of the world, the lamb that was slain. All you're called to do is sink into the sea. And what does it say in Psalms? And his throne rested over the floods. What's his throne? The cross. What's the floods? His blood. What's the foundation of the eternal world? The floods of his cross, the river of life on earth as it is in heaven. The issue is we haven't released hardly anything from our own hearts because we're so idolatrous of self and we barely go into our own hearts and we think that our hearts are good. Look at I'm a good mother. I'm a good father. Look how much I love my children and take care of my children. I tell you what, even the ones that are bad mothers and bad fathers and acknowledge it are equally evil. But you have to go after the knowledge of evil and the knowledge of good with the cross. Otherwise, you do not advance the kingdom of his blood. Do you understand that? If you are not violently attacking, like John the Baptist said, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and violent men lay hold of it and violent men advance it. I mean, we're not violent. Oh, wait, we, what do we have a sword for? Are you some kind of pacifist throwing the peace sign? What is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to attack the knowledge of good and to attack the knowledge of evil? If you are not currently attacking the knowledge of good and evil, you have never advanced the kingdom of heaven one bit your entire life. You have settled for complacent satisfaction, satisfaction and other people are advancing the kingdom and not you. Violent men lay hold of it. What's spiritual violence? It's called righteousness. <laughs> spiritual violence is righteousness using the sword of the spirit the word of God to attack the lies in our hearts of good and evil it's called the circumcision of the heart by the sword of the spirit so that we might know the heights and the depth and the width and the breadth of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus not through your freaking brain. What is this, Greek? What is this, the kingdom of hell? These people are insane through the heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you don't deal with the heart, you're not doing anything. If you start dealing with brain, the worst deception I've seen from these glory stream fools lately is mysticism in the brain. Mysticism in your freaking skull. You gotta be stuck on stupid. I love you, but you couldn't be more wrong than a fallen angel. These people are insane, selling their new books on Amazon about mysticism, drunkenness, intoxication, all this crap, and it's all for the brain? I tell you what, you're not leaders. You're barely even following Jesus Christ crucified. I can't wait for a total renewing of the leadership of the body of Christ as they sink into the foundations of the world 
the lamb that was slain. These people are nuts. I just feel bad for people that buy their books. I really do. I, it makes me honestly cry how backwards the charismatic and the glory stream church is right now. I just, it's so sad. It is so sad that you could take the mysticism, that you could take the drunken glory, that you could take the things of union, that you could take the highest realms of rapture and ecstasy and prostitute them to the carnal mind. It is the greatest treachery and treason against the throne of the Lamb of all time committed in this generation by Christian leaders. That is accurate. These people are the biggest prostitutes of all Christian history in this generation. I tell you the truth. Prostitutes. And I tell you what, you are absolutely justifying their prostitution when you buy their books. Oh, oh it helped me. No, yeah, that's the problem. It helped you. It didn't help God the Father. It helped you. The fact that you are still there wanting help for you is the whole freaking problem. Are you mad at the knowledge of good and evil? Are you angry at the demons destroying your souls and destroying your families? You should be. You're getting ripped off every day of your life and you're almost happy about it. It's not cool. Very, very sad. Heaven wants to help you with one instrument of death, the lamb that was slain. If you build on any other foundation, you're building on shifting sand. Is your bowels, your belly, your womb, your heart, your feelings, your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, your spine, your bones, your will built on the solid rock? I doubt it. People say they're, oh, I'm dealing with principalities, I'm wrestling the most advanced demons in my region, and they come to Minneapolis and spend a week f with me, they turn out to be the biggest witches and warlock of them all. I mean, you don't have a grid until you're actually on the front lines through the cross. It's all big in your own mind, in your own brain, in your own delusion until you actually start sacrificing for God the Father through the lamb that was slain on his altar through the foundation stones of the world, the seven pillars of wisdom, Proverbs 9, you haven't done anything. You're only big in your own eyes and not in the seven eyes of the slain lamb, Revelation 5, 6. We are so stinking deceived. Have you noticed that? We think that we get revelation and man... We got something now. I listened to an apostle and prophet and I figured out what's wrong with me. Everything's wrong with you and everything's wrong with everyone. The only thing right with us on this planet is Christ and him crucified to death. And I don't want to know anything about your souls except the piercings of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you're living in delusion. Do you understand that? Total fake falsehood delusion with not one ounce of truth in your bones we need to get so real you guys we are so fake phony we come into the knowledge of the glory we come into the drunken glory hey we're drinkers now what the frickin do day one christianity is the cup so you're a one day old christian now that you embrace the new wine oh Congratulations on not practicing witchcraft and false pagan Freemason Christianity. Do you want an award? That now for the first time in your whole whoring Babylonian vampire blood-sucking life of living like a demon and thinking that you're good, you started the first step in real Christianity? You want an award? Most Christians have never practiced Christianity their entire lives. And we come in here and think, now that I have knowledge of real Christianity, I'm on the right path. You're worse than ever before because knowledge will puff up. If this doesn't cause a greater crucifixion of your self-nature, you are a bigger prostitute of Babylon afterwards than you were, were before. You sit there and you talk about all the things you want from God. You'd be lucky if you get one of them. Because that, my friends is what makes you the whore of Babylon and not the bride of Christ. The whore of Babylon becomes the bride of Christ through the cross. The marriage of the lamb is being married to the cross, 
realizing in your human nature you're only capable of prostitution to demons. Prostitution to sin. Forget the kingdom of hell. Forget the one-third that fell. This is all about your sin. Don't even blame the devil. The devil only works through your sin. If you don't have sin, Satan's coming. He has nothing in me. He can't touch you. It's not demon's fault. It's not Satan's fault. It's certainly not Jesus' fault. And it's definitely not my fault. It's your fault. Deal with your own sin. Get real. And use the blood of his cross and get married to the cross. Oh, buddy. There and only there will you find heaven. There and only there will you find rest from idolatry. I shall never be in want. <laughs> How is that possible with Lamborghinis of Lady Gaga flaunted in front of me on Twitter and Facebook every day in the palaces of the rich and famous in the French Riviera? How can I not lust of all these little lingerie advertisements on Facebook? How can I not lust when I'm surrounded by all the whoring of the fallen angels? All the whoring of the nation's sins. Simple. You get saved, you go to the old rugged cross, and you don't just sit there at the feet of it. You crawl up onto it and say, Pound those nails, my Roman soldiers, my Roman servants. Those were his servants, weren't they? Oh, yeah, just mean old Romans pounding big, huge, nine-inch nails into your hands and feet and eyelids. <laughs> oh, no, those were Jesus' servants. Those were Christ's faithful servants. You could call Rome his praetorian guard. Oh, Rome did the dirtiest work for Jesus, didn't they? <laughs> Pontius Pilate bowed to him, so you are a king. It is as you have spoken. But my kingdom is not of this world. But if I were to ask my father, he could release instantly for me more than 12 legions of angels. That's 70,000 warring angels under the Prince of Israel, Michael. And we would smoke every last Roman soldier, all Caesar, into the sea. Like that. He's the angel Lord. I love reading about Jesus in the Old Testament. How the angel of the Lord slaughtered 172,000 Assyrians in one night. There's never been a warrior like that. I mean, that's like Nagasaki, Hiroshima, atom bomb right there. No, that's the second atom bomb of the first Adam's fall. Smiting with a mighty smiting smiter. 172,000 Assyrians in one night. Don't you love the lion of the tribe of Judah? You hate him at first. Oh, there's no about. You know, it's like dealing with nasty old Marine Corps Vietnam vets who saw the most action. It's not that you're the biggest asshole in the world, asshole. It's that you're so war-hardened and wise from the re reality of the world that you act this way to toughen everyone up around you all the time because... You know what this world is, and you want to strengthen your brothers and sisters to be warriors. Hello? To be lions of the tribe of Judah? Not little kittens. Lions. See, Jezebel wants to castrate you and make you kittens. Little cuddly fuzzy wuzzies so that Satan in your heart can be evil and good and evil as you can be a manipulative sorcerer to do your own will using your spinal cord to just have your way with everyone but then we have our kitten Christianity the f facade the play acting so we're just a little warm little kitten how can a little kitten be so evil touch their money touch their money and you'll see oh yeah Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus always touched their money. Jesus preached on money more than he preached on heaven, hell, faith, and love combined. And 
you would say, oh, you're just a money loving. No, he touches your money because you're evil. You're evil. You love money. Deep within your heart, you trust in money. You believe in money. And you don't believe in Jesus hardly at all. And so he preaches on money because you're hypocrites. Because you're fake and you're phony. And you pretend to be real people. But then you pay him 10 cents an hour for his ministry towards you. Because you don't believe in him. You don't trust him. You don't follow him. You don't tithe to him. You don't give to him. You say you do, but you don't. Because where your money is, there's your loyalty. Where's your money? It's in your kids. It's in your spouse. It's in your Christmas tree. It's in your Christmas presents. It's in your food. It's in your white picket fence. It's in your family. Because you're idolaters and you're not Christians. You're idolaters. Don't even for one second call yourselves Christians. If your finances are not in Jesus Christ, you are as fake Christians as fake gets. <laughs> now you can have all the truth of the real Christians and that's what the biggest hypocrites like to do. They come into Red Letter Ministries and now we have the realest truth of real apostolic kingdom, blood of his cross, Christianity from people that have been in the trenches of Vietnam fighting on the front lines for a decade. But we ourselves have none of it because we barely sacrifice anything. Do you realize when Jesus and his apostles were going out, they tested their finances everywhere they went to see if they were real? And if they wouldn't provide for them, he says, take no shirt, take no backpack. And if they don't provide for you, they're worse than unbelievers. Worse. Because they only say they serve Jesus, but they don't financially support the works of Jesus that are only done inside apostles and prophets hearts and the apostles and prophets disciples hearts amen that's in the bible it's true hallelujah well all 52 of you just cringed inside uh. <laughs> well jesus said you'll know them by their fruit so what's growing in your heart idolatry generosity self-sacrifice you must decrease he must increase are you even there see I don't want to be talking to you your name is not meant to be written on your forehead I want to be talking to Jesus Christ the Bible says his name alone should be written on your forehead <laughs> right you read the Bible and I will write the name of my city the name of the lamb and the name of my father where in their forehead what does that look like it looks like a serpent coming out the forehead whoa so that's why we persecute people because when jesus comes as the serpent on the pole coming out our forehead we look like the devil horns serpent right isn't how it was with joseph and his brothers they came to the devil but the devil was actually their own brother representing jesus christ on the throne of pharaoh on the throne of Egypt. We thought we were going to the world. We thought we were going into death. We thought we were going into hell because it's all famished out there. Can't find any bread, any corn, any food for my spirit. So now we're going to go to the king of Egypt. We're going to go to the king of Sodom. Oh wait, the king of Sodom and Egypt, the Bible says is Jesus Christ and not Satan. Satan was defeated at the cross. Jesus Christ holds the keys of death and hell. Revelation chapter one. So who's on the throne of Egypt? Jesus Christ. And so his brothers come to Joseph and Joseph's messing with them because they don't have any revelation. They think Pharaoh's the devil, right? That was Jewish tradition. You think Pharaoh's the devil. It's Christian tradition. Turns out Pharaoh's Jesus, my Bible says. Joseph was just a type and shadow of the real future prince of Egypt and king of Egypt. Moses was called Prince of Egypt. Joseph was Prince of Egypt. Where was our Lord crucified? Allegorically, Revelation says, in Egypt. So if you're not in Egypt, you're not in Jesus? Is that your problem? That you're living in Jezebel instead of Egypt? The problem is, is even though you are in Egypt and you are in Sodom, where our Lord was crucified, if you are a crucified one, then where are you? The Bible says you're in Egypt and Sodom, where our Lord was crucified. You're in death and hell, 
And who is the king of Sodom? Who is the king of Egypt? Jesus Christ with those keys. Revelation 1. You know these verses. Now put them together and get the full picture of what you're doing here and get all the religion of good and evil about these realms that's the only way the demons have been stealing from God's people is with the knowledge of good and evil after we've already conquered death and hell the realms of good and evil Egypt and Sodom are the kingdom of heaven Egypt and Sodom have already sunk into the depths of the sea already he was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ crucified in Egypt and Sodom. Jesus Christ crucified in good and evil. Jesus Christ crucified in Sodom and Egypt in good and evil, in wickedness. Pharaohs crucified, the wisdom of the ages, every age, all the wickedness of all the ages, all the kings of the ages, all the bad things that have ever been done in the world and all the good things that have ever been done in the world were crucified with Christ. He is the God of the ages. He is the wisdom of the ages. Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. It is written. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of him illuminate the eyes of your heart so that you may know the Father of glory. Oh my gosh. Do you know the Father of glory? Is he fathering the glory of the cross to absorb all your good and evil in your brain? And to bring it down into the sea. It is said about these ancient civilizations, Atlantis sunk into the sea. Sumeria sunk into the sea. Anytime they take submarines down into the sea, they find cities. And in every city they found underwater, you can just, it's all over National Geographic. They've, they've done tons and tons of documentaries on it. There's a pyramid in each of those ancient drowned cities. They sunk into the sea. Do you understand that the whole creation of the world was created on the foundation of Jesus Christ's death, the lamb that was slain, as the foundations of the world, so that everything that's built upon the foundation of the world, the seven pillars of his blood, the seven pillars of his cross, the seven pillars of his death, is tested and sinks into the sea if it's not built on the solid rock. So there's judgment upon all civilization. There's judgment upon all ages. There's judgment upon all generations. What happens to all of them? They sink into the sea. They sink into the blood of Jesus. Our problem as really, really, really stupid humans is we don't build on the solid rock of the seven piercings of Jesus Christ. The nails, the crown, the, the feet the cross, the spear, the crown of thorns, all of these piercings, that's the seven pillars, the seven piercings. Hands, feet, head, side, cross, back, the cat of nine tails, the whip, all, there's all of it there is the wisdom of the ages and that becomes the place of the marriage celebration of the lamb and the marriage celebration of the lamb is in the sea of his blood. And what rises, the morning star or Jesus Christ's cross, and the mountain of the Lord shall rise as chief of all the mountains. The mountain of the Lord is Calvary, and it becomes chief, and it drowns all the other mountains. And so the seven mountains of Babylon the Great will sink into the sea, and all the building of the ages, all the building of man, all the good and all the evil will sink into the sea. And those who are the remnant, who are married to his cross, will be on the throne of the Lamb forever, as it is written, Your throne is enthroned over the floods. So the sons of God come and bring the floods of His blood through the piercings of His cross and drowned civilization, drowned Babylon the Great, Revelation 17, 18, sinks into the sea, never again to trade, which is a steal by manipulation. Never again to be wicked, never again to have unjust scales. There will be no more witchcraft in the world because there's no witchcraft in the blood of Jesus and everything will sink into the blood of Jesus. Everything will sink into Calvary. How? By you allowing the cross to rise in your own hearts by the progressive acknowledgement of your own wickedness. These people are such hypocrites. 
I can't believe the immaturity of people with good knowledge in their brain haven't even gone one step in the circumcision of their own heart. You are the biggest hypocrites of all time, you who don't sink your stone into your wicked heart through the blood of his cross. Oh my gosh. And God the Father told me that the Christians have resisted him more than any other people group. So like the days of Noah, they're the ones clinging to the mountaintops, certain that they're good in their own eyes and haven't sunk into his blood sacrifice as the sea. They're not even baptized. Christians have resisted the cross more than any other people group on the planet. Why? Because they only have the knowledge of it in their brain, but none of its sacrifice in their heart. That's why they're all filthy, whoring, blood-sucking hypocrites. All of them. And not even capable of righteousness unless the cross and the righteousness of Jesus crucified to death is magnified daily through your personal death to self and your emotions, your feelings, your desires, wants and cares, your mothering, your fathering, your brothering, your sistering, and all the filth of humanity's false goodness is crucified with Christ. Then and only then does the throne of the Lamb grow in you in the actual spirit of adoption into sonship by which we cry, Abba, Satan. Ha 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 ha. Whatever. True then, yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, by which we cry, Abba, Father. Oh, my bad. Yeah. People are like, how dare you accuse... Oh, are you kidding me? Sword of the Spirit, chop suey, circumcising heart. Remember what did Moses do? Circumcise the whole nation. So if you come around real apostolic ministry, expect the knife on your vaginas and penises. Yeah, oh yeah. Big time female circumcision. Big time male circumcision. Oh, head to toes, circumcised, heaven flows, so that the blood of Jesus might flow through your blood without any deception of false goodness or secret knowledge of evil. Because to the measure you cling to the knowledge of good is the measure that you secretly cover up your knowledge of evil. That's why, oh foolish man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of flesh? I do the things I do not want to do. Romans chapter 7. Listen, Paul. <laughs> One greater than Paul's here. Circumcise the knowledge of good. Knowledge of evil goes automatically. Don't ever let up in the sword of the spirit in attacking the knowledge of good. Otherwise, you'll harbor the knowledge of evil and you have the black and white checkerboard in your heart. Don't you? You have the knowledge of good and evil, the black and white checkerboard in your heart. Now, we've covered it up with the whitewashed tomb, with the angel of light that deceives, with all this stuff in our head. And Jesus Christ said, how many times? Three times. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. So that the fallen angels come, cover up the knowledge of good and evil in our hearts so there's no circumcision in the heart. We persecute all the ministries on the planet that use the sword of the Spirit to do anything in the heart realm, circumcising hearts. Moses circumcised how many people? Four million? Wow. We'll be lucky to have people around 300 people that embrace daily circumcision of heart and mind and bone and marrow by the Hebrews 4.12, sword of the spirit, sharper than any two-edged sword that divides asunder, bone from marrow, soul from spirit, and judges the thoughts and intents of the heart in the deep realms of your womb of what you want to do with your crooked serpent spinal cord slithering through life like a snake of white and black witchcraft. Oh, I don't think so. We're going to take all the snakes in the world that want to be divine, holy ghost, spirit-filled Christians, and we're going to string them up on poles, which is called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then and only then will there be celebration. Up until then, everything in your life is a total, fake, false, deceiving lie. And you can deceive other deceivers. Infants in Christ go around and they'll deceive infants in Christ and message each other and pat each other. There's sinful, crooked spinal cords on the back and their serpent spines and they'll just, you know, wicked encouraging wickedness that we don't have to have the standard of Moses. Moses is a freaking freak, man. 
We can't, we can't go up this mountain. We're gonna die. The mountain is Calvary. The whole point of it is you dying. If you stay down in the sand, you're worshiping the golden image. You're money-loving hypocrites. You're full of sexual morality and lust and perversion, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. And all you do is perversion, immorality, and idolatry continuously. And never one good thing will come through you until you rise on the mountain of the Lord and be there, says the Lord of Angel Armies. Rise on the mountain of the Lord and be there and be holy as I am holy. What does it mean? Set apart from good and evil by the circumcision of your heart, by the mountain of Calvary, rising in your heart, the morning star rising in your heart, so that the day can dawn with the cobra of Jesus through your forehead, the serpent pole. The original seraphim design. See, the fallen angels say, don't let the serpent of Pharaoh come out your forehead. Joseph had a cobra on his forehead. You know that? That's why they thought he was the devil. He looked like the devil. Turned out, it was their own brother representing Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ has the whole serpent nature of Egypt and Sodom for thousands of years, and we've never had a Christian in history step into it until now. What does that mean? I have saved the best wine, which is understanding and drinking of the blood of his cross, for last. This is a small taste of it. But as you sink and not swim into the sea of the foundations of this world, the lamb that was slain, you'll see what I'm saying is 100% true. Spoken out of love for you, to save your souls from your own knowledge of good and evil, in your hearts. The more severely you can embrace this and not be defensive of your activity, actions, thoughts, and deeds, and creeds, and all the fake false things of religion, and just embrace the wickedness of your heart like the Apostle Paul did who wrote your Bibles, guess what? You'll sink into the sea of ecstasy. What is the sea of ecstasy? The foundations of the world, the lamb that was slain. That's all that's down there. Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified, Satan defeated at the cross. So there's, Satan's not down there. Your promised land is death. Your promised land is hell. Your promised land is Sodom. Your promised land is Egypt. Jesus is already the king of Sodom, and Jesus is already the king of Egypt. Problem is, we're up here clinging to the knowledge of good, and we haven't sunk down into the sea of the foundations of this world, the lamb that was slain. So let go, slip off those slimy satanic mountains into the sea, get baptized in his righteousness and lose all your self-righteousness and you will feel a major increase of his glory, which is represented by saffron. Saffron, which is the crimson dye. Ancient times, they used saffron to dye all their garments crimson. Very, very expensive, a symbol of royalty. Saffron has historically been the most expensive spice in all the world. And it represents the blood of Jesus. And when you get it on your fingers, it's there for hours and hours and hours. It's like it never stops smelling and shining and being red and glowing and yellow and red. It's the blood of Jesus. You are sinking into the saffron sea of his crimson dye and you're trying to keep your garments white by your own efforts and by your own Bible study and hard work and look at all the crap I'm doing. It's all witchcraft. Knock it off. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stop being witches and warlocks because that's all the human flesh and blood and brain and heart is capable of and sink into the saffron sea of the foundations of the world, the lamb who was already slain long, long before you were here. You're not going to help him. You're going to die with him. You're going to drown in him. And then he'll flow through you like a saffron river of the most expensive spice. And you'll dye all society crimson red in the glowing glory of his blood. In Jesus' mighty name, we're looking for financial partners first of the month to cover all of our operation expenses in Nairobi, Kenya, and our fire base with Pastor Shadrach. We've made it available, all the information, hundreds and hundreds of pictures, dozens of videos all over the internet of all of our works in Kenya, 
major, major works. The ability to reach 65 million people in Africa. Very few ministries on the planet have that ability through media. We have the nicest television studio in the nation of Kenya. We could use your support for the operation costs and the increase of RLM Africa. You can give on PushPay, text RED LETTER to 77977 and choose, mi <coughs> choose MISSIONS. Text RED LETTER to 77977. Today's Giving Tuesday. December 1st, Giving Tuesday, is the number one day of giving for nonprofits year round in the nation of America. Giving Tuesday is the number one day for donations and support for nonprofits in the entire nation is today, Giving Tuesday. We've had almost nothing, almost zero. So it's, it's really, really disturbing. And um, I'm not going to let it affect my emotions because I'm crucified. It just says a lot about our viewers. It says a lot about the people out there that, that take, take, take and never give and barely give anything. We have huge, huge needs around this planet. And wherever your conscience is convicted and whatever you have faith for, take that number and triple it. And watch God bless you as you actually bring sacrifice out of your hearts. You'll cut the idolatry and your fear of money and your love of money and your mammon in your heart. The roots of all evil is what's coming out of your hearts as you learn how to sacrifice finances. The roots of all evil are in every single heart, especially yours. Begin to sacrifice finances and you see the circumcision of the sword of the spirit and that crimson blood will come out of your heart in your generous giving. Text red letter to 77977 and select missions to help us the first of the month, Giving Tuesday, meet our operating costs. You can sign up to be weekly partners, bi-weekly partners, monthly partners, and help our global missions in true front lines, King David, champion, mighty warriors, mighty men of God who are taking this whole earth back violently through righteousness and with the archangels and the seven stars and the throne of the Lamb and the most violent preaching of mature Christianity in the world, support this ministry and be blessed as you do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.